0: welcome back to the Ed Morrissey show podcast joining us as always the prince of Twitter the regent of redstate.com Andrew Malcolm at A.H. Malcolm on the Twitters. Andrew welcome
1: back thank you it's good to be here Ed <laughs> it's not well, it's not a it's not a week if we're not on it is not a week if we're not on yeah It's
0: says very true we won't be won't be a week next week because we won't be on next yeah, week that's but you right, know' that's right. we're,
1: we're, we're well, the world, the, world will be, the world will be giving Thanksgiving that we're not on.
0: <laughs>
1: you may be right. <laughs> you
0: may very well be correct, sir. That may very well be the case. But at any rate, we won't be on next week. We are on this week, uh, even though I'm actually gone out of the office for most of this week, because I'll be traveling uh, back to California for my uncle's funeral. Uh, former Assemblyman Jim, uh, Jim Morrissey uh, passed away at 93. Uh, a little over a week ago now but uh we're going to be doing the funeral this week and uh looking forward to uh talking with my cousins with my extended family and uh and trading some really great stories cuz he was a really great guy. He had a lot of oh, fun stories. That's
1: nice. That's nice. Yep, yep. Yeah, was, yeah. share the happy times at the sad times.
0: Right, right. And you know, my dad's still around. His is my dad this was my dad's older brother. My dad's still around and get a chance to spend a couple of days with him too. So that's always good. Yeah. Um, but and so I won't be here this week, but the podcast goes on. I'll be back next week, but the podcast won't go on until after. (laughs) (laughs) Just so we've got the schedule down. Andrew, we have a few things going on right now, and um, I want to talk to you about a couple things and and get to your column about uh, the 24 uh, the 2024 race enters entering a new stage because I think it's part of what I want to talk to you about. Before that, though, I want to talk about the a little bit more about the media coverage of the war in in Gaza, because as we're talking today, the Washington Post is still using Gazan health officials.
1: Isn't that amazing? I mean, the Gaza, the Gaza Ministry of Health. The, yeah, the
0: New York the, Times is doing it too, but at least the New York Times inserts at least it, once in the article as run by Hamas. <laughs> but I don't think the Washington Post is even including that much of a context.
1: No it's just appalling just appalling but you see that's if you cater to media and they do uh by providing statistics statistics that can't be verified uh until the whole world hears that 500 people died when they didn't it's it's uh and and of course the corrections will never catch up with everyone who heard it it's um <sighs> It's sad, and I don't know, I don't understand what happened to all the ethics and the self-discipline. The only thing I can think of is that there's younger people who didn't, who were pushed along, promoted quickly because of diversity uh, inclinations, and they did not go through. And I I did, (laughs) and it was onerous. They did not go through the onerous early years of being a plebe on a major media institution and handling the crap that they have to handle. But in doing so, you uh, you absorb the values and the discipline and the strictures of the institution. And uh, obviously, today's crop didn't.
0: Or or they are, it's just that the values have changed, right? I mean.
1: Yeah, I suppose, yeah. It's, it's sad, favorite. it's sad. It's very sad. The good, wait a minute, the good news is that um, uh, Google ha- had a report, I think it was Google, had a report out, or no, it was somebody else, but anyway, that millennials are not having children. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, oh, that's great, we we'll always skip a generation. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, except for that whole, you know, end of uh, end of humanity thing. It's a great it's great news The millennials aren't having kids. I, su- I saw something today um, and I think I saw it on Twitchy, right? Um, it was this woman who was lamenting in her car about so life is just like you get born and you have to work until you die uh if you want a house you have to work if you want to eat you have to work because food should yeah. really just be yours but but you ha- they make you work and it's like clearly <laughs> your parents your parents never made you work and that's right yeah. the most amazing part of this I, I, this is just one person i'm not saying that the entire generation this is just one person um but it was promoted by this um uh, social justice warriors, self-described social justice warriors, on PhD, saying this this woman really get this young woman really gets it. It's like no, she doesn't. She has it handed to her. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, But I noticed at the same time that she's got body piercing and tats all over the place. And it's like, oh, well, did you, yeah. work, did you work for those body piercings and tats? Because you know, that's I, I mean. Or did, or did you think that you were just entitled to those?
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 First thing, first thing, cut back on on the spending on body piercings and tads There was a, there was another Twitter meme of a woman with all kinds of piercings on her face. And it said, you know, I don't know who told you this, but the truth is nobody thinks this is attractive. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, I, everybody I, to their to their own. But, uh, you know, if you see it at Walmart, it's like, oh,
0: yeah, you know, and I think it really depends on presentation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, there's there's it, it, and it certainly depends on the artist, the artistry of the tattoo artist, too, because I've seen some very, you know, it's not my thing, but I've seen some very beautiful art in tattoos. But it's forever. And it hurts. Yeah, I was going to say. Fresh tattoos, right? Tattoos yeah. that haven't gone through the the skin creeping process <laughs> because after a while, and it happens, it ain't gonna look so good. You know, it looks fine while while you've got that nice, you know, tight, firm, you know, young skin. um Yeah, I mean, it's not my thing anyway because I don't like needles, so I never would have gotten myself. I would have never willingly gotten myself a tattoo anyway. But uh, and I I get that some people. Like that, but I mean, at a certain point when it's creeping, when you've got it all over your body, it's creeping up your neck and onto your face. It's like, <laughs> have you really
1: thought this all the way through? <laughs> <laughs> because, ah, <laughs> because the dragon's flames will not be so bright in the future.
0: Well, not only that, but the, you know, you got to go to job interviews with this stuff. I mean, it's great if you're a celebrity and you're, or, or you're, you know, you're independently wealthy and, i mean this i i fully grant that people are going to be watching this and going oh yeah that's just what we need two old guys talking about what you know yeah, what's yeah, right. right. like, all i can tell you is that i've been around for a while andrew's been around for a while longer uh, yes, that's right and we've seen a few things and stuff that you know you think momentarily oh hey that's cool turns yeah. out to be yeah you know not so much and you
1: yeah
0: probably
1: it don't it doesn't grow on you it doesn't yeah. grow on you no it doesn't grow it, on well That's all right if people want to do it but then they can't Absolutely. complain about not having any money
0: <laughs> not having any money or complain that people are i had this conversation or with judging them right that's what i was going to say i had this conversation with the son of a friend of mine one of my best friends at the time and I think it was because he was, we were doing something with church, right? And he said, I don't understand why people judge me about what I wear. Because at the time it was that, that really sort of super um, loose skateboardy stuff that the kids were wearing,
1: you know,
0: 20 something years ago, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I don't understand why people judge me by what I wear. They shouldn't judge me by what I wear. I said, well, why do you wear that? Well, I like it. Okay. Yeah, I like it. That's fine. Any other reason? (laughs) Oh, yeah, you know, because it expresses who I am. So you're, you're saying that this is an expression. You're wearing this as an absolutely. Yeah. I said, well, then why are you surprised when people judge your expression? I mean, it's, just, it's like any other expression. Yeah. He goes, yeah, but, but, you sh- but, but that's not what you should, you should judge me on who I am. I said, yeah, but you're telling me that this is an expression of who you are, right? Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. So they are kind of judging you on who you are because this is an expression. You're telling me this is an expression of who you are. It's not like you're just putting on some jeans and a t-shirt and and going out. Or, you know, I said, it's the same thing if I wore a t-shirt that had some obscene message on it. I really shouldn't be surprised if people judge me on the basis of that I'm wearing something that has an obscene message on it. And so probably I'm the kind of guy who thinks the obscene thought in the first place,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. Or thinks it's funny. Yeah.
0: Or thinks it's funny or, you know, or wants to promote that expression. No, I've
1: never, personally, and I've never laughed at at anything that's obscene or, or yeah, really yeah. dirty jokes or anything. I don't, I, I don't even want to hear them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we won't tell them on this podcast, but believe
1: me, we both, we both have yeah. heard them and we both enjoy them. Um, yeah. Well, anybody who's yeah, I mean, been on a sports team hears it, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, obviously. <laughs>
1: well, you know, let's see. You had, had a, that...
0: had a good, you had a good game yesterday, though.
1: Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Another one after yeah, downing good. san francisco or yeah,
0: the steelers had another good game yesterday too Did i think yeah Who, who's the quarterback now Is oh it it's still, still
1: Kenny, still, Kenny, still Kenny can, yeah.
0: yeah still can Pickett. and well he got hurt and he got taken out of a game but he went back in the next game uh that was last week i think and um mm-hmm. so you know well, well that's they've great got the that's... Same record. they've got the same record but i gotta tell you and I don't know how the Eagles week- got to six and three. <laughs> this season. They're barely, they're barely at six and three. Whereas I think the Cleveland Browns are a little bit more solidly at six and three.
1: You know, um, I read somewhere last or before before the weekend that uh, if the playoffs were now, the entire division would be in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Baltimore, that is 7-2, I think, or maybe they're at 7-3. We took care of Baltimore. Right. Next next up is you. Oh, is that that next week? Okay. (laughs) And we're not having a podcast.
0: Andrew doesn't want to do a podcast next week. I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm really – Anyway. I'm gritting my teeth because, you know, the Steelers are finding ways to win. But they're having to find ways to win,
1: (laughs) you know. Right, right.
0: Necessarily against the greatest teams either. I mean, um, they beat the Packers, and the Packers, I think, only have two or three wins this year, and they only barely beat the Packers. They had to pick them off at the at the end of the game in order to in order to win the game. So, uh,
1: at any rate, anyway, back to the Hamas media.
0: Yeah, expressions of who you are, and and this is, I think, an expression of who the Washington Post is. They would much rather. Take dictation from a terrorist group um, without checking facts, and we've you know we've had this conversation ever since the um, the um, uh, hospital, the so-called hospital bombing in, right, in- right. the hospital but, parking lot bombing. <laughs> yeah, hospital parking lot rocket failure is what it turned out to be. Um, while demanding that israel provide you know solid evidence in triplicate for every single every single assertion they ever make and it's um i'm not necessarily sure that that's an expression of journalistic integrity because it sounds a lot more like an expression of uh terrorist
1: mouth to me yeah yeah it's it, and uh, they're in financial trouble and you know, the market has a way of correcting itself, and I we need strong journalism institutions, financially strong as well as morally and ethically strong. So I hope they find a way to correct themselves and that the public recognizes that. But they lost, I think, the first six months of this year, they lost a half a million online subscribers. So. <laughs> Uh, And they only had 3 million, I think, to begin with. Now, the New York Times has 10 million because they figured out, well, they have more resources, but they figured out the variety of things to market that will attract subscribers. You know, Life Magazine, it's funny how things turn around. Life Magazine and Look Magazine and Collier's, uh, they were general interest magazines and they were generally interesting. (laughs) I subscribed to Collier's as a teenager because I liked it and I got one issue and it went out of business um, because they were general interest in the movement then was and has been to a niche marketing. The People didn't want to buy Collier's for the occasional article on shortwave radios. Uh, They wanted a shortwave radio magazine and it got very specific. And that was Time's problem and even Esquire. So uh, the New York Times has figured it out. They were late, but they figured it out. Wall Street Journal figured it out. But the Washington Post is having trouble. Well, Washington Post is having trouble in many different ways. And Yes.
0: The the other thing I wanted to bring up was how they treated our friend Michael Ramirez this past week. Did -hmm. you catch that? No. So Michael Ramirez had a uh, editorial cartoon, which you can't reproduce because it's licensed content and we don't have a license for it. Um, I think we may have reproduced part of it in one of our posts. And I have to talk to the person who did that. I don't think Michael's going to complain. And I don't think his syndicator is going to complain, but we have to be careful about that kind of stuff. But the image was an editorial cartoon that he did for the Las Vegas Review Journal, right? Um, which is which is Michael's base. That's his. That's yeah. his employer. But he syndicated off of that, and the uh, Las Vegas Review Journal has a has an agreement with the Washington Post to use Ramirez's material twice a month. It's some sort of special um, licensing arrangement that has been made between the LVRJ, the Wapo, and Michael. And Michael apparently presents them with several several of his cartoons, and the uh, editorial, the, the editorial page editor selects which images he wants to use from, from Michael. Well, the image that he selected this time was an image of um, Hamas spokesman slash senior leader, Hazi Hamad saying, you know, we don't, um, you know, we don't use human shields while you got, you know, all these different, you know, host- uh, you know <laughs> hostage baby woman strapped to him along with a bomb and st- like that right it's a it's a great editorial cartoon if you haven't seen it uh again we don't have a license for it so go to the las vegas review journal you can see it there so they run it
1: right issues and and insights has them too that's
0: right issues and insights has them then they do license this content so go to issues and insights.com because they're good friends and they should they can use the traffic more than the las vegas review journal can um so do that (laughs) um but um, I mean, this is clearly, if you're paying attention to the news, right, which is I think the first problem with the Washington Post, <laughs> if you're paying attention to the news, you knew exactly what Michael Ramirez was um, was lampooning. It was the interview that NBC's Matt Bradley did with Ghazi Hamad. And by the way, NBC's Matt Bradley did a really good job on this interview. I even wrote it up uh, just about how good it was. Um, where he is hammering Hamad on this issue of hostages and hostaging and uh, you know human shields. Oh, we don't use civilians for human shields. He's clearly lampooning that. And the figure in the in the um in the article is clearly Hamad. Now it's labeled Hamas, but Hamad works for Hamas. He's the he's a yeah. senior leader of Hamas. And Dan Shipley, who's the uh, Washington uh, Post's editorial page editor, you know, publishes it and then starts getting complaints from readers. And uh, I think much more so in inside the newsroom claiming that this is a racist cartoon. Now, <laughs> not, <laughs> I, I don't even see how that becomes an issue. It's clearly Hamad that Ramirez is, is, is lampooning. It's a specific person. It looks exactly like this guy. If anything, it makes him look a little better than he looks in person.
1: <laughs>
0: and um, he's a good artist, Ramirez. He's a he's brilliant. He's two time Pulitzer Prize, Pulitzer Prize winner, I should say Pulitzer, not Pulitzer. Um,
1: and, he and I used to have offices next to each other at the L A Times, and he would call me in some days to say, "Well, which one do you like better?" And, uh, he's really good.
0: He's he's and he's such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and he's a musician. <laughs> he has his
0: right. own little band. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I've met him several times. Just a he's just a very classy guy, very soft spoken. You if you met him, you'd love him. Um this this guy is is very um careful, right? He's careful. Yeah. And um to accuse him of racism is just ludicrous. Well, but everything instead, you don't like is racist. Right? Well, you're right. everyone I don't like is Hitler. Everyone I... Everyone you, you're I you're, like, you're, I
1: you're racist on some days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only on days ending in a Y. I, you know, I don't know what to tell <laughs> you.
1: So, uh,
0: Washington Post pulls the thing. Saying, oh, well, no! To, yeah, they pull it, saying, well, after listening to the feedback, and it's problematic, and... Blah blah blah, and I mean, talk about craven! Talk about a cave! Yeah, no integrity whatsoever on this point. I mean, it, no, it, it
1: used to be you you wanted attention, you wanted controversy, and then you would you would cover both sides. But these guys are so woke. They're, they're oh, geez, we don't want to annoy anybody on our side.
0: It's not just that they're woke, Andrew. It's that they're Cowardly.
1: <laughs> well, okay, I was trying to be polite, but you're right. Well,
0: I, I am not gonna be I am not gonna be polite about this. Now Michael's See, trying that's
1: to be that's gracious. why you're racist. That makes you a racist.
0: <laughs> you're not polite. Michael's trying to be gracious about this, saying, hey, look, Shipley's done some really good stuff at the Washington Post, which he has. He's introduced some some uh conservative voices there. It's a minor miracle in and of itself. But if you're not gonna stand behind them, then what's the point? You yeah. know, it, it, this is very much akin to uh, what the New York Times um, did with Tom Cotton's editorial. That's right? Right. That's
1: right. And in that
0: case, in that case, the editorial page editor tried to stand up for that and they ended up canning him over it. He
1: well, tried to and, but they caved, they caved to the newsroom. Right. They, they said the they, si- they said that the, the newsroom uh, crowd said, oh, it makes our, our lives in danger and huh. uh and he fought back and the publisher caved and um he's gone and then barry weiss left so yep yep yeah. I,
0: I you know
1: yeah courage is not is not the thing but they will they will keep awarding each other awards and and yeah. uh and bragging about it
0: yeah yeah you know it's you know it's it's I don't know what you call it. Uh, the, uh, the, the high fives as you circle the drain, I guess is what you call yeah. that. I mean, yeah. the Washington Post credibility really circled the drain this week in more ways than one. Um, the Ramirez thing to me is I bring it up because you're a friend of Michael's and I would oh, like, yeah. I would yeah. like to think, think that I don't, I, have, know how,
1: got, I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, um,
0: I haven't talked to Michael in, in a while and, you know, it's just an issue until we get a license to do some, some stuff we just can't carry as work, but, um, the lawyers get really, get really nervous when you try to do stuff like that. And, uh, you, you get, you get memos from the front office, Andrew, that's all I'm going to say. You get memos from the
1: front office. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I hear you. I've heard I was, I was called in once now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, if, it only if it took just, one time.
0: Yeah. If it was just once, then you're ahead of me. So I, I've been called in <laughs> more than once. Don't uh, I'll I'll be specific, but I'll just say more than once.
1: Well, what can I say? You're well, racist. I
0: mean, that's- oh yeah, yeah. All right. On that note, let's go over to uh, uh, let's go over to race, which is your post on the 2024 race. Race, a different kind of race different kind yes. of race but i am so you so you are an expert on the 2024 race which kind of makes you a racist
1: that's true <laughs> that's right and an ageist because i'm old yeah well <laughs> same here right yeah so yeah we're... well no uh, no no get off um, my day. yeah right uh yeah well i'm I've been intrigued the last couple of weeks. I don't know what I'll write about this week, but I've been intrigued the last couple of weeks about um, the race and and the wrinkles within it. I've never seen a race with so many wrinkles in it and twists and turns and and possibilities and threats it, uh, you know tr- uh, Trump is way ahead on the Republican side, but how will they react if he gets convicted? uh he says he's going to stay in but i think there's some people that might flake away uh and um nikki haley and Ron DeSantis are are staying in the race as the prime backups uh, today uh, which is yesterday when people hear this tim scott uh, quit the race um and uh uh, he, he withdrew now, you know, a little, 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 um, twist. Some people on Twitter were asking, why do they say they're suspending their campaign? Cause it really is the end, but, uh, illegally, if they suspend it, they can still continue to raise funds and accept donations to pay off their debts. If they end it, they end it. They can't get money anymore. So they're, uh, Remember, Hillary Clinton had so many debts, it took her years.
0: (laughs) It's not that unusual either. I mean, sometimes... I know.
1: know. It's not how you spend money that you don't have, but the the country does it, so I guess campaigns can, too.
0: Yeah, except that the campaigns end up having to pay it back at some point in time. You can't default on those things. You have to to find ways to pay it off. That's right. And and usually, what happens, especially at the presidential level, is that if you bail out while endorsing somebody you get some sort of agreement to assist,
1: yeah, you get a goodie yeah uh,
0: to assist in paying off the debt or at least to d- assisting in fundraising for it and stuff That's like right. that yeah. there right. was some there was some griping on Twitter though about um, Tim Scott dropping out because apparently about twenty five minutes before the announcement was made that he was dropping out yesterday uh, um, they sent a fundraising letter <laughs> I'm sure it was automated. Nobody did it, you know,
1: on purpose. But still, (laughs) well, they well, they kept it quiet. I mean, didn't he do it on the radio? He did it on the he did it on the Trey Gowdy show. And uh, 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 Trey Gowdy was quite surprised. Um and you remember, uh I mean it's a clever thing to do. Remember Arnold Schwarzenegger announced his candidacy for California governor on the Jay Leno show. So <laughs> why not? You've got a lot more people there than than you'd have at a photo op Yep. I like Tim Scott. I think he
0: makes it I think he's good in the Senate. I just don't think he ever got comfortable with the with the debate format. Yeah,
1: and he didn't have a, I mean, his message wasn't angry enough, I'm sad to say. Uh, you, you, need, you need to be angry in today's political market, and and in today's blogging market. I mean, anger sells. People are people are looking for it, and uh, uh, and he wasn't angry. He has a wonderful story, and uh, I don't I don't know if he'd be interested in being a Republican cabinet member, but you know, he what? might be a Republican vice presidential candidate. He wouldn't have to resign the Senate seat, so.
0: You know, I am thinking the same thing. I'm thinking he he makes a very good running mate for whoever does win the nomination. Um,
1: although, just depending being yeah. being being vice president, uh, a warm bucket of spit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it doesn't help you. I mean, ask Al Gore and Mike Fentz, Uh no, about the, you. about the future. Although George Bush, George H.W. Bush, but his was kind of a third Reagan term, I think. Uh, was, and,
0: it's historically anomalous too? I I I went back and looked, and unless the vice president succeeded to the presidency because of um, death yes. or in one case resignation, running mates almost never become <laughs> presidents. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, his was his was yes. a, a bit of an anomaly. Yeah,
1: and Truman, then Joe Biden Truman, Truman Biden. did it, but that was but that was death. And Richard then, Nixon uh, did it. But it was too... It was separate. He lost yeah. when he tried. Yeah. Plus he the lost the first time me. he
0: tried. He came back and did it again. Joe Biden didn't run immediately afterwards because Hillary Clinton got the nomination. He wasn't even in the race. And then he ran after that. So Biden is actually also an anomaly in that sense. But it wasn't consecutive. And, um, and frankly, well, Joe Biden...
1: See, those are the wrinkles that I was talking about. This is what, there's so many of those, so twists. And when you... When you look at the polls, I mean, last week, the news, the New York Times-Siena College poll was a lot of attention focused on that because Biden did so poorly and uh, Trump was ahead by 10. But when you get down into the numbers, which you're much better at than I am, uh, you see that that was the sixth swing state poll. And when you get down into the numbers, you see that uh, uh, DeSantis narrowly beat um, Biden in a hypothetical race in four of the six states. But Nikki Haley thumped Biden in all six of the swing states, uh, including Wisconsin. Uh, So, Um, You know, Pennsylvania, uh, big. She was ahead by 10, 12 points in some of the places. So uh, that's my point about uh, being maybe not head to head with Trump. But if something happens to Trump's candidacy, uh, she's in a pretty good position. She's positioned herself as a strong conservative, with two terms as governor. Uh, she's got foreign policy chops, which Desantis doesn't. Um, she doesn't have military chops. Her husband does, but, um, yeah, but I, think that, she, I mean, she, she, she I
0: mean, she's been a, a, a U.S. ambassador to the UN. That's I mean, right.
1: That's right. So and she's so. a child, a child born here, but a child of immigrants. Um, so there's a and and a conservative uh, two terms in South Carolina. So. Um, there's been um, there. This is one of the. This is the wrinkles there that uh, I was. I was quite surprised. Um, I, I've I've spent some time with Nikki Haley and I was impressed, but I was quite surprised that she beat Trump and the Sanders in that six-state poll. And you know you can call it an outlier if you don't like it, but um, these things are coming together. So many of them, and we're only two months out. from the campaign she just spent 10 million dollars lining up advertising for the end of the year period which is just before iowa so we'll see uh i mean that's why you follow politics is in some i mean it's important but it's also entertaining it's a bitch too because i was in (laughs) it i tell you what You know, you get up at five because you got to I was in communications on the first George Bush campaign. You get up at 5 a.m. because you got to get on a on a a TV show and you got to get Mrs. Bush on a radio show. And then you work all day on appearances and and uh, and setting up interviews and you work into the evening. And then when things are done. Uh, you have the big thing right after lunch, so the TV can edit it and get it on the evening news, and then after dinner, uh, you probably got a fundraiser or something, and then you're flying late into the night to the next place. Uh, that was in the, the Republican primary in 99 and 2000. Uh, so you get there, and then you've got to plan the next day and set up interviews. It's um, I'm not complaining, because it was fascinating, uh, and I learned so much, but It's tough, and you know it's supposed to be tough. These these guys and women are are supposed to be put through the ringer and see how they handle pressure.
0: Indeed. Well, I think at that we're going to wrap things up here, but not before we get a chance to talk about the jokes of the day. You go first. All right, I'll give you one first. Here, I'll give you one first. And this is from jokes I love this site. It's great. It's got a lot of great jokes. A clergyman's walking down a country lane and sees a young farmer struggling to load hay back into a cart after it would fallen off. You look hot, my son, the cleric says. Why don't you rest a moment and I'll give you a hand. The young man says, no, 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 you don't need to do that. And he says, no, no, don't be silly. He says, no, no, my father wouldn't like it. And the clergyman says, no, no, everybody's entitled to a break. Come and have a drink of water. So the man keeps, the young man keeps protesting um, about his father being upset. And finally, the man loses his patience and says, your father must be a real slave driver. Tell me where I can find him and I'll give him a piece of my mind. And uh, well, the young man says he's uh, under the hay.
1: (laughs) I like that, Ed. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, so okay i got a couple uh these are old conan o'brien he said the marvel comics uh, has introduced its first superhero who's a female muslim she can fly which comes in handy because she's not allowed to drive <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and let's see um uh the jimmy fallon he said the new cable news ratings cnn drops the last place it's so bad that cnn asked larry king to start wearing more revealing suspenders (laughs) (laughs) okay i think that's what i got this week
0: all right i got one more for you here andrew i'm going to leave you laughing here so recently a garbage collector a teacher and a lawyer wound up together at the pearly gates Saint Peter said, "Well, if you, get in, if you want to get into heaven, you have to each answer one question." So Saint Peter turns to the garbage collector and says, "What was the name of the ship that crashed into the iceberg?" Just made a movie about it. And the garbage collector, you know, scratches his chin for a moment, says, "You mean the Titanic?" And Saint Peter says, "Yes. Welcome to heaven." So then he turns to the teacher and says, "All right, how many people?" you know ballpark figure round number how many people died when the titanic sank and the teacher's thinking okay um i think it was about 1500 he says yes close enough welcome to heaven hilarious thinking okay this is great i've seen the movie so he walks up and saint peter says yes great good to see you name them
1: you got some good ones this weekend (laughs) good right yeah i like that i got one more that i missed um uh, jimmy fallon this from years ago he says joe biden says he's not made up his mind about running for president which raises the question who was asking (laughs) (laughs) that's uh that's a uh, that, that's a pretty good uh, question actually Who's... yeah, that's a pretty good question, and unfortunately he answered it four years later <laughs> yeah, well, there you go.
0: Yeah. all right well, Andrew Malcolm, the prince of Twitter, the regent of redstate.com. you can find him on Twitter at ahmalcolm. Malcolm we don't t- we don't call it X here. we call it Twitter at amoney right. uh, right. or go over to redstate.com he's in the VIP column and sign up for a VIP uh membership if you aren't already signed up for it
1: yeah it's really cheap now
0: it is lots of great discounts lots of great stuff at red state and the hot air if you do, if you do vip gold you get access to everything on all, all of our sites but red state's got some really good original reporting this week um it, they do it all often so be sure to go check that out andrew malcolm Thanks again for another great week. We'll see you in two weeks. Well,
1: thank you, Ed. And happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And I'll say right here in front of everybody that uh, one of my biggest Thanksgiving things is Edward and the opportunity to work with him for so many years. Uh, I, thank you, sir. I what a kind, kind, smart, and generous man. So I appreciate you, and I give thanks for that, and I give thanks to the viewers. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks.
0: And I give thanks for Andrew. He is truly a treasure. And I joke around about being the prince of Twitter, but he is actually a prince of... <laughs> yeah, we're right. Everybody, 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 everybody who's been watching this over the years knows that already. <laughs> Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to our viewers. We'll be back in a couple of weeks.